Yes, who? Yes, Julie Curtis Lee Where at times WABC, the acronym is always broadcasting. Curtis, I heard our partner Brian Kilby not here today say he has hope for Eric Adams. <laughs> Psych! Oh, I'm gonna cool bust this swagger man with no plan. And our own Sid Rosenberg, who is crowing, crowing, that he had dinner last night with Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. So last night I met the mayor again for dinner. Uh, let's see. The city is falling apart. The fire department is in chaos. There's mutiny on the bounty. The Department of Homeless Services Commissioner Gary Jenkins resigned in Udisgraziata, Ashanda, total disgrace. The chairman of NYCHA has fled back to Minneapolis. And Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, has time to be sitting with Sid Rosenberg. What, pray tell, could they have been discussing last night? We discussed a variety of topics. When I say variety, I mean everything from... Real Housewives of New York to Laura Kavanaugh, the FDNY commissioner. How's the mayor's knowledge on Real Housewives? Not of bad. New York? Not, not, really? not well. He knows more about New Jersey than New York. Well, of course he does. And notice Andrew Giuliani wasn't quick on the draw there because Lou Mastonian Phil. Of course he knows more about housewives in New Jersey because his resident is. Apartment 22H in Fort Lee, where his beard is Tracy Collins. And his other gumada lives right downstairs. Come on. Hey, Andrew, you got to be quick on the draw. We're going to get to that. You don't want to miss all three hours because I'm going to tell you who Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, has been hanging out with more than even Sid Rosenberg. But, you know, I've always said the problem here at WABC is almost everybody doesn't matter, sales, promotions, news department, other talk show hosts or hostesses who are dreaming of a world in TV because this thing of ours is just a side hustle. They don't freaking listen to the shows here or to yours truly, Curtis Lee. Listen to the newscast last night of Bob Brown at 5 o'clock in the evening before the Cats Roundtable discussion. New York City is buying bus tickets for migrants who might prefer life in Canada. National Guard is helping to distribute tickets at the Port Authority bus terminal to migrants. A city hall source, according to the Post, says Mayor Adams' administration pays various companies that run programs for migrants. That includes reticketing so they can travel to other cities. Bob, wake up. I broke that story on February 1st, last Wednesday. Could I have a little uh, harps? We got to take... Yeah, a Cracker Jack News Department here. Oh, my, oh, my. Hey, guys, in the newsroom, Noam Layden, you know, our news director, the latest story is that the illegal aliens who crossed over the border that I broke the story on back on Wednesday during my 12 o'clock in the afternoon show that you don't want to miss Monday through Friday's 12 to 1, uh, that the New York Post picked up, and, I mean, they went all out, that a lot of those illegal aliens that went to Montreal are already coming back. Courtesy of Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, and Catholic Charities. You think maybe we can catch up to the, the news cycle and we're not giving oldie moldy news from last week? You see what I got to deal with here, ladies and gentlemen, at WABC? We have people here at WABC who don't even listen. 
to the product. They're too busy doing podcasts. Hey, I got to do a podcast that all five people listen to. Managia. Nobody listens to podcasts. You listen to live and local radio. That's what this thing is of ours. So let's get on it. So this way I can trace for all of you why it is that all your money is going to take care of illegal aliens who have broken the law to come here, who have not sought asylum. They're here to make money. And now we're providing concierge service as we ask them. And if you're not happy here, where would you like to go? In fact, it was just last Wednesday at 12 noon that I broke this story about how Eric Adams, Swagger Man with no plan, Department of Homeless Services and Catholic Charities were giving tickets, tickets to the illegal aliens outside of the Watson Hotel in order for them to go to Canada. And a lot of people said, well, well what are you talking about? What are you talking about, Curtis? Let me take you back. Remember, take you back to the Tuesday before in which all the illegal aliens were outside and they were protesting because they didn't want to be evicted from the Watson Hotel. We were paying $500 a night for them to get three hots in a car, three squares, concierge service, and, of course, folded laundry being delivered to them. And uh, they didn't want to be shipped over to the Carnival Cruise Line Terminal in Red Hook. The hotel is refusing to let them back into their rooms. It's either the street or the cruise terminal for these men. All right, and then the advocates said it's time for a sit-down with the city of New York. The, the migrants want to go back into their private rooms in this hotel like they had. That is first and foremost, and we would love to invite the city to the table to talk about how we're going to find permanent housing for Invite the city to the table as if all of a sudden they were a union like 1199 or the Sanitation Department Union or the PBA. Well, they did have meetings because all of a sudden uh, one of their spokespersons decided, hey, we're here on 57th Street. As I look east, that's Billionaire's Row. There are a lot of empty $40 billion condos. We need one thing to be clear. Eric Adam only has one plan so far. Eric Adams' plan is to loot the city's departments and give that money to the NYPD and the developers who are gentrifying this city. He could have easily, along with Governor Hochul, opened up all the vacant luxury apartments. We are on 57th Street right now. This is Billionaire's Row. Half of the super towers on this street are empty. These are $40 million apartments. Yeah, this will be uh, the new primary language in America soon. Get ready for it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if uh, you want to, you want your kids to survive in the new American, have them take Spanish, not French, not any other language, not even Chinese, Mandarin, or Cantonese. They're going to have to learn to speak Spanish. But anyway, they did end up meeting with the Eric Adams administration. They won't acknowledge that, but the illegal aliens were told. That if you're not happy here, you don't want to go to the um, the Carnival Cruise Line Terminal in Red Hook where they have a thousand cots in dormitory setting. We will give you tickets courtesy of the sucker taxpayers to get Greyhound uh, bus fare right to uh, Plattsburgh, New York. And then there's a crossing over into Quebec that thousands of others have taken before you. Because of the combination of Catholic charities, which is ripping off the federal taxpayers, and Eric Adams' swagger man ripping off the local taxpayers, 
we can actually shuttle you from place to place. And you say, well, how, what was your proof, Curtis, last Wednesday? Well, I actually had audio recording of the RCMP greeting the illegal aliens at the border that separates New York State from Quebec. Are you aware that the very minute you cross this border, your status in the United States is nullified? Yes. The RCMP is obligated to tell them with one step across, they will be arrested. But still, if they can slip into Canada, they will be considered for asylum status. And that sliver of hope is enough for desperate people. Now, how do they know about this, ladies and gentlemen? How do they know exactly where they could go in order to get better asylum benefits, more generous asylum benefits than we, the sucker taxpayers, offer them here in the United States and especially here in New York City? Well, believe it or not, all they had to do was Google. And I went to Google, I went to search Google, and I figured out this is what everybody's doing, that Canada has a future for the children, for everybody. So that's why I want to give it a chance. It's, it's a risk. I understand that. I want to take the risk because I know there's a future here for me and the baby. Yeah, future? Well, some of these illegal aliens who have crossed over and sought asylum there, even under threat of arrest, which they know meant absolutely nothing. It's like Alvin Bragg, swagger man with no plan, Manhattan DA threatening you with arrest. People laugh at that. Some of them are already returning. Yes, Noam Layden, our Cracker Jack news team, they're already coming back to New York City. Why? Because they're saying, lots of snow, it's too cold, we'd rather come back to New York City. And in fact, the authorities in Canada were completely unaware of this. They said, what kind of schmucks and putzes are them? But the Quebec Immigration Minister, Christine Frechette, said, I was surprised. I can't understand why New York City would be bussing these illegal aliens and telling them to cross the border into Quebec as they flood into Montreal. <laughs> you heard it all here first from yours truly, Curtis Lee. Last Wednesday at 12 noon. That's why you got to listen every Monday through Friday, 12 to 1, because I'm always breaking news. And then all of a sudden, my husband-in-law, David Patterson, that's right, the reason I call him my husband-in-law, the former governor of the state of New York, is that, for a period of my life, four years, I wasted four years of my life that I'll never get back broadcasting for AM 970, The Answer, doing morning drive and then afternoon drive. Afternoon drive I did from the Hotel Pennsylvania, which, thank God, is under the wrecking ball. What? Miss you, gosh, there. And my partner was former Governor David Patterson. And like any young man, I said, here, David Patterson, here's my wife, Mary, take her. And he did. He married Mary. And he is the stepfather to my oldest son, Anthony. You can't make this kind of stuff up. But he was the prime guest of John Katzmatidis in his show on Sunday mornings from 8 to 10 when he breaks all the news that then goes viral around the nation, around the world. And finally, Governor David Patterson had to say that this asylum business is an industry, it's a racket. But I don't know that asylum isn't starting to become an industry. Because so many people are choosing to do this, and it is really creating an encumbrance on the city's resources. Wow, and he was so, oh my God, so brilliant of you, David Patterson. And I've been saying that since August, since the illegal alien invasion 
has taken place across the Texas, across the Mexican border into Texas. And then Governor Abbott was putting him on the Greyhound, pounding the hound to New York, courtesy of the generosity of Catholic charities, taking our federal tax dollars and bringing illegal aliens in here. And the mayor of El Paso, who had developed a friendship with his Democratic colleague, Eric Adams, and Eric Adams was accepting him. And Catholic charities was paying for them to come to New York City not with the donations made in the churches on Sunday, because there's nobody going to the English-speaking masses, only the Spanish-speaking masses at night, but it was due to uh, Cardo Dolan, who was uh, playing Santa Claus with our tax dollars. These just aren't cases. These just aren't. Uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> These just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names and with dads and moms. They've had a terrible journey, but yet they're filled. I don't see any animosity or any. They're filled with gratitude. They said people have helped us on the way. The church has been there. Oh, yeah, the church has been there with our dollars. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me open up our phone lines. It's live in local. No Brian, no Brian, kill me today. He's on his way uh, to do Super Bowl broadcasting uh, from outside of Phoenix. So you can call in your responses, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. This is the lifeblood of talk radio. You don't need to be listening to any podcast. You don't need to be listening to any recycled uh, shows that talk about news, oldie moldy news. You need to be tuned in to 770 AM WABC, where my mission is to make sure that we're not only on the cutting edge, we're ahead of the curve, as I always am. Remember. This is Curtis Lee. Well, I know where all the bones are buried and who buried them. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And when we come back, you'll find me here, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, having to admit he's in a cabal with Catholic Charities with our money to bring all these illegal aliens into New York City. And the bum rush is not going to stop anytime soon. It's a racket. It's a syndicate. It's a business. As we get hosed down by Catholic charities that takes all the federal dollars, courtesy of Cardinal Dolan, nobody will name him and shame him. I always do because you follow the money. And Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who is so busy in helping our city last night that he had time again to have a meal with Sid Rosenberg as the city of New York is falling apart. What were they discussing? And we discussed a variety of topics. When I say variety, I mean everything from Real Housewives of New York to Laura Kavanaugh, the FDNY commissioner. How's the mayor's knowledge on Real Housewives Not of bad. New York? Not bad. Not, really? not Well, he knows more about New Jersey than New York. Oh, come on, Andrew Giuliani. That was a natural. Of course, he lives in Fort Lee, apartment 22H, with his, uh, his beard, Tracy, and his other girlfriend who was downstairs from him. Oh, my God. We've talked about this over and over and over. But the real problem, and I'm going to reveal all the nitty-gritty details, and Sid's going to be very upset when I join him tomorrow at 7.05, as I do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.05. He said, yes. 
Macedonian Phil and uh, Lou, you're going to have to break this uh, to Sid. That, in fact, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, has been hanging out with his old homeboy who served in the state Senate with him, who was the state Senate majority leader. So crooked that when he dies and you come to the wake, in order to bury him in a nearby cemetery, they'll have to get the Black and Decker power drills and drill him into the ground. In fact, they won't even be able to close the casket. Who is it that's hanging out more with Mayor Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan now than Sid Rosenberg? It's former state senator Malcolm Smith, who went to jail, federal prison for public corruption. And just to give you an idea of how crooked this guy was, when he was majority leader of the Democratic-controlled state Senate, he gave an interview to the New York Post. He was he was proud of this. He held a golf outing fundraiser for a group of 75 lobbyists who each paid up to $75,000 to attend. One lobbyist who attended told the New York Post that Smith told the assembled group that giving him campaign contributions was akin to an IPO in that they should get in early because then it doesn't cost as much. The longer you wait to get in, the more it will cost you. And if you don't get in at all, then it'll be painful. The lobbyist said that after these remarks, people were looking around the room in total disbelief. No, 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 no. That's what I talk about. These elected officials, Democrats and Republicans, they live to get wine, dined, and pocket line. So this guy is out of federal prison now. And who's he hanging around with? Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. I guess the mayor is saying he's mentoring uh, Malcolm Smith more. I'm going to break down more of this coming up to you. But Eric Adams finally had to admit that he's in an unholy alliance with Catholic charities to bring the illegal aliens into New York City and then to provide concierge services and charter services so that if they're not happy in New York City, he will send them to wherever they want to go at, again, our, the sucker taxpayers' expense. Our an amazing partnership with Catholic charities who uh, they just has, they have the history of being there for those in need. Uh, those who are seeking to go somewhere else, not we're pushing or forcing, if they're seeking to go somewhere else, we are helping in the reticketing process of what we found that people had other destinations, but they were being compelled only to come in New York City, and we are assisting in interviewing those who seek to go somewhere else. Some want to go to Canada, some wants to go to warmer states, uh, and we are uh, there for them as they continue to move on with their pursuit of this dream. <laughs> we are we are there for them. You're not happy here? Hey, we'll send you a taxpayer's expense to wherever you want to go. Canada, you want to go back south in the Mason-Dixon line, you want to go to Florida, no problem. We in Catholic Charities are there in partnership to uh, rip off the taxpayers and to make you the priority. Now, he is now claiming that that very statement he made in his own voice, his own words, to Rosanna Scotto on Good Day New York on Monday morning is incorrect. But again, nobody names and shames him. And then the big kahuna is the schmuckaputs Chuck E. Cheese Schumer. Nobody names and shames the majority leader of the Democrats in the U.S. Senate who control a lot of the purse strings of what gets spent, again, by those on both sides of the aisle, are taxpayers at taxpayers' expense. Here was the schmuck to putz Chuck E. Cheese Schumer saying, 
What are you worried about? We need more people coming over because you Americans, you folks in New York and New York City, you know, you're going to Planned Parenthood too often. You're actually using marital, marital, uh, prophylactics, condoms, birth control. Because you use birth control, now we have to have these illegal aliens. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. Or however many undocumented there are here, and the numbers grow by the day, and it's well more than 11 million. And you know what the plan is, ladies and gentlemen. The Democrats have used the same plan uh, as they did at the turn of the past century when, uh, as the boats came in from Ireland into lower Manhattan, before those immigrants uh, came and poured into the ghettos uh, in and around the Bowery, in and around Delancey Street, in and around City Hall. Tammany Hall met them there with an envelope, gave them some money to hold them over, and reminded them that in order to repay the favor of them giving them money and helping them uh, while they're here in New York City, what they have to do is vote Democrat, 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 Democrat. And to this day, there are the Irish and there are other immigrants. My own grandfather, Fidel Bianchino, who came over with uh, Nicoletta, my grandmother, from Bari, Italy, a little town of Andrea on the Adriatic coast. The last drop was my mother, the 13th child, Francesca, born here in America. The only one, the other 12 born in Italy. And when my grandfather, who could barely read and write, who could barely speak English, went for his citizenship test before a federal judge uh, in downtown Manhattan with his sons there, my uncles, he was asked ten questions. And in every one of those questions, Lou and Macedonia Phil, the answer he gave was Roosevelt, 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 Roosevelt. He couldn't even understand the questions and the federal judge who had been appointed by FDR, a Democrat, said, Mr. Bianchino, welcome to America. You are now a brand new citizen. This has been the tried and true method of Democrats throughout the decades, claiming that the Republicans hate illegal aliens, do not want them to work their way through uh, having a uh, visa, visa card to go to school or a visa in order to work. They don't want them to have green cards. They don't want them to become citizens. Only the Democratic Party welcomes you and remember us. And, boy, so many immigrant families have, like my own, like many of yours, and they were birthed to vote Democrats. But now we can break out of that cocoon. We can break out of the cocoon because the Democrats are trying the same thing with this new generation of illegal aliens. They're basically saying to them, it's we who took care of you. Papa Joe, right? Papa Joe Biden is is your daddy. Who's your daddy? Papa Joe Biden. Who's your Papa Chulo? Papa Joe Biden. He's letting you in. Don't ever forget. We're the ones that are giving you money. We're the ones that are putting you up in five-star top-shelf hotels. We're the ones shuttling you around from place to place. And we're in partnership with the Catholic Church through Catholic Charities, which needs increasing numbers of Roman Catholics because... If you look at the population figures, less and less of those who were birthed Catholic 
are going to church or contributing to the Catholic Church. So you go to a normal parish on a normal Sunday, and when you have the English language mass taking place, you can roll a Brunswick bowling ball through each and every one of the pews, and there's almost nobody there. In fact, if this were a shul or a synagogue, you wouldn't even have a minion. You might have some widows whose husbands just passed into the hereafter. They're dressed all in black. They not only go to Mass on Sunday, they go to Novena on Monday. They do the Stations of the Cross. That's part of the tradition. But other than that, there's almost nobody at the English-speaking Masses. Now go later in the day to a typical Catholic parish, and they have the Spanish-speaking Mass, and it's packed. They're packed to the rafters. So they know their lifeline to staying relevant, to staying in existence, to not having to close more parishes, more churches, more Catholic schools, is to continue the flood of illegal aliens coming in from Mexico, Central America, South America, and the Dominican Republic, where almost all of them are Roman Catholic. Now, you notice, there's no discussion about the war refugees from the Ukraine, You would think we would be talking about, my God, the Russians are smashing them to smithereens in the eastern section of the Ukraine, in the Donbass section. We hear those reports over and over and over. Maybe we ought to be welcoming in the war refugees from the Ukraine. But alas, they're not Catholic. Most of them are Orthodox Christian, either aligned with the Russian Orthodox faith or the Greek Orthodox faith, and the others are Jews. There's almost no Catholics whatsoever. So, of course, Catholic Charities is not involved in that. And when is the last time, ladies and gentlemen, you heard of communities welcoming in the Ukrainian war refugees as part of an immigration wave here to seek freedom, to seek uh, to seek the protection that the United States offers so many illegal aliens when, in fact, they are under siege, when they are truly war refugees and are seeking asylum. I ask any of you out there, our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But, ha-ha, surprise, surprise, surprise. Last uh, Friday night, when all of a sudden the temperatures plunged by 50 degrees, and it was sub-freezing weather. Where was Mayor Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan? Was he dealing with the crisis in the fire department in which uh, the top echelon are retiring as we speak? It's mutiny on the bounty. Was he dealing with the crisis in NYCHA where so many of the projects, over 300, have no heat, have no hot water, have no gas, in which we have no NYCHA chairman who has fled back to Minneapolis It's leaderless or dealing with homeless services, providing shelter for Americans by birth who are riding the E-train. As I saw them earlier today, it is the homeless moving hotel because it is the only subway line of the many that operates underground from the beginning. The World Trade Center out to Jamaica Station connecting to the monorail to JFK where you find homeless people now in JFK terminals and in LaGuardia terminals. Yeah, that's how bad the problem is. And some of them are veterans. And some of them are emotionally disturbed. And you would think, well, the mayor would cop a squad at one of the many shelters or the mica shelters, which are severely dangerous because they house the emotionally disturbed, who should be in mental health care hospitals. Alas, he decided the photo op required him to be at the Cunard line Terminal for the ocean line is coming in and out. 
The only thing missing uh, was Kathy Lee Gifford doing a dance and a song routine for the illegal aliens who were playing video games with the mayor of the city of New York, swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams. Bravo, 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 Fortissimo. Amigo, amigo. I'm in terminal hurt with a lot of the men here, and I'm joined by Assemblyman Gibbs and my man Shams. You know, they came out. We're going to stay tonight with our brothers here and just let them know that we're all in this together. This is how you get through things. Right now, I'm at the World Cup, and I'm about to be here. You know that? <laughs> Yeah, laughing at all of us, you suckers, you crackers, paying all the tax dollars. <laughs> He's playing World Cup video games with illegal aliens at the Cunard Line Terminal in Red Hook at taxpayer's expense. When we come back, now that the expenses are mounting incredibly el rapido, at last note, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, our own Sid Rosenberg, who was a graduate, proud graduate of Baruch College, uh, you know, where he uh, he could have done the accounting uh, for the city of New York. That's how bad it's been. Hopefully, uh, he or somebody will be able to explain where the $4 billion is going to come from. That's what we'll deal with up next. You don't want to go anywhere. I'm taking you to the 1 o'clock hour, and you'll be learning more things than you ever learned in listening to talk radio or talk TV in a month of Sundays. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. Don't get nervous. We have not converted over to Spanish as our primary language. This is not Radio Wado. This is not Salsa, Marengue, Bachato. No, 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 no. It's not La Mega. Don't get nervous, Lou. It's not La Mega. But uh, you just heard the promotion for uh, Jersey Joe Piscopo for the Sinatra two-hour extravaganzas on Sunday night, sponsored by Ramsey Mazda. At the rate we're going, Lou, uh, Bad Bunny will be the new Frank Sinatra. He's packing them in. They had 100,000 in the uh, stadium outside of Mexico City. They filled up Yankee Stadium. He is like... The bomb, of course, because of the flood, especially of a lot of illegals. They love bad money. But he's Puerto Rican, which means American by birth, as all Puerto Ricans are. Remember that out there. Puerto Ricans are American by birth. Let me apologize to you because we have so many people here who are so busy doing podcasts that maybe four people listen to that we don't have the ability to take your calls at this point. I want to personally apologize to you because our crack engineering team cannot figure out how to filter your calls into me here in the studio. In fact, we don't even have an engineer, I think, here. We have Macedonian Phil running around, scratching his belly, you know, while placing action on FanDuel. He has no idea what the hell is going on. So I do apologize to all of you. 
We got to get back on doing the thing that we have done so well to make us number one in the nation, and that is live talk radio. All these distractions, podcasts, promos, people running around like chickens without a head. But do we get down to the business of doing talk radio, which means we talk to our listeners? I don't do guests. I don't want to talk to guests because guests, you know, they have a pre-formulated response to every question like politicians, right? Politicians, they lie, both sides. We're going to be talking about that in the next hour. And they just wait to get wine down the parking line. But let's get back to this because you're going to learn more here listening to Curtis Sliwa than you will watching talk TV or, quite frankly, listening to most of my colleagues here at WABC who do uh, talk radio as a side hustle, waiting to have another opportunity on talk TV. So let's get right back to this while our crack engineering team tries to figure out why all of you out there can't call me. A simple thing like all of that, which is what talk radio has always been meant to be. So now let's get back to a question. Uh, the dean of reporters, having replaced our own Dominic Carter when he uh, left New York One, he was the face, he was the voice of New York One when they first uh, uh, became the local news outlet in New York. But uh, Marsha Kramer has been at it for so many years, in fact, uh, Lou, it'll be our 44th anniversary of the Guardian Angels uh, on this uh, Monday. 44th anniversary. Marsha Kramer for CBS Channel 2 was at the very first press conference when I was announcing the start of our subway and street uh, patrols. And she is the dean. There's no doubt about it. And she asked uh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, the question that is on the mind of everybody is like, these bills just keep piling up. I mean, Eric Adams, you say one moment it's $2 billion, Now you say it's $4 billion. Simple question. What's the answer, Eric? $4 billion. Where will it leave you? What will you have to cut if you have $4 billion in unanticipated costs? Uh, we are uh, looking deeply, and every New Yorker would feel uh, the pain of that. Ah, every New Yorker will feel the pain of this. So we keep welcoming in the illegal aliens, the taxpayers' expense, the latest ruse. This is the latest ruse, and you can't give Eric Adams, uh, swagger man, a pass on this because he just booked all of the world's tallest Holiday Inn. Not Holiday Inn Express, not no hotel, motel, Holiday Inn down on Wall Street, all 500 rooms to house some of the 44,000 and more coming in each and every day who have decided they want to come to New York. Why wouldn't you? If you're watching reports on Channel 41, on Channel 47, Univision, Telemundo, they go all over the Hispanic-speaking world, especially in the Western Hemisphere, Mexico, Central America, South America, the Dominican Republic. Why wouldn't you want to come to New York? You get all the benefits. That average everyday homeless people don't get, that even veterans don't get. At full capacity, the Holiday Inn contract, this is just for one hotel on Wall Street, the tallest Holiday Inn in existence, where you can actually get a room where you can look out on New York Harbor and see the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island, will cost the New York City taxpayer $10.5 billion through May 2024. That's just one hotel. And you know who owns that hotel? 
Because obviously nobody has done the deep dive. A red Chinese businessman who had declared bankruptcy went to federal bankruptcy court and the federal judge said, why don't you approach Eric Adam and Homeless uh, Services and see if you can get a contract to help you out of your Chapter 11 bankruptcy? Because, you know, government money is good. The checks don't bounce. Why don't you just lease the entire holiday, holiday in hotel to the city of New York? And you know who went for it? Lock, stock, and barrel? Well, of course, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, because it's all of your money, tax dollars. And what is his battle cry? Wherever Eric Adams goes, he's got a tin cup in his hand. He's like the guy who holds the door open for you at McDonald's. And you say, well, I don't need somebody to hold the door open. I'm not going to give you any chump change. Listen to Eric Adams. This has been his battle cry ever since 1996 when he gave his first speech as the elected state senator representing central Brooklyn, which included Bed-Stuy, Do or Die, and Crown Heights. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Can I hear that again? Please, uh, please. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Now, what's going to be the kickback on 10... And a half billion dollars for just the one hotel. Remember, it's a red Chinese guy who owns this hotel. Again, it is the Holiday Inn, the tallest Holiday Inn in existence. It's right down on Wall Street, right next to uh, the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, Every room has been uh, leased by the city of New York for the use of the illegal aliens You know, this story has already been on Channel 41, Channel 47, Telemundo, and Univision. So now even more illegal aliens are going to want to bum rush across the border, especially from Mexico to Texas, across from Juarez to El Paso, across from Nuevo Laredo to Laredo. And they're going to want to get on that uh, Greyhound bus in which the uh, bus fare is paid for by Catholic Charity that gets federal tax dollars. And come to where? What is your choice? Nuevo York. I want to stay at that Holiday Inn. My God. It's $190 a room. And we're getting ripped off. And now, this this is typical, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Politicians, both Democrats and Republicans, have uh, absolutely no respect for any of you. They talk amongst one another, Democrats and Republicans. One of the few things that they agree on is that all of you are stupid. You cannot remember five seconds later, five minutes later, five days later, five weeks later, five months later, five years later, what they have said. And here it is, entering into the fray, is Andrew Cuomo. That's, uh, (laughs) he's listening right now on our FM affiliate out in the east end of Long Island, Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Faccia Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I. And what a spin as he's hit the mattresses, stirring the marinara sauce with Fredo and his wartime consigliere Joe Pacoco. He now is blaming Biden for the migrant crisis. How quickly he wants everybody to forget that he vilified that line of federal law enforcement that protects us from illegals, especially the narco-terrorists, sex traffickers, the gangbangers, ICE. 
New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. As he tries to resurrect himself and as he tries to monetize his podcast, nobody is listening to his podcast. Nobody. Why would you? They didn't buy his books, even though he made millions. Why would you listen to Chris Cuomo's podcast, right? Why would you even watch the TV program that he's on, O'Reilly? I don't know why O'Reilly keeps promoting that. They, they have like four or five people watching. O'Reilly goes on, I guess, once a week. Nobody is watching it. Nobody is listening to Chris Cuomo's podcast. Nobody is listening to Hillary Rodham Clinton's podcast. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, has a new podcast. Nobody's listening. Ted Cruz claims he's had 50 million downloads. He's the most listened to podcaster in America. Trust me, you don't want to listen to any politician's podcast because they're all bull feathers. Bull feathers, just like Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo, King Cuomo II. The son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo. I will never let people forget how you vilified ICE, Andrew. I know you're listening right now on WLIR, our FM affiliate. (laughs) We're promoting more podcasts and nobody listens. So, yeah, just fill the airwaves with clutter. Maybe, ladies and gentlemen, maybe we might be able to talk to all of you in the next hour. As our crackerjack engineers get to work on getting you online, maybe we, we, you think we could stop with the podcast, bull feather stuff, and focus on a live and local program, which is what we do. I got to crack the rip here. Crack the whip. I'll be with you until the one o'clock hour. You better know I'm going to straighten everybody out here one way or the other. Lots of toys slamming in our face. Better get rid of your accent. Life can be bright in America. If you can fight in America. Now I know why we get our ass kicked in the 10 to 12 o'clock hour. Uh, Lou, Macedonia, Phil, we had four minutes of sports. First, we had our local sports. Then Brian Kilmeade did sports about Kevin Durant being traded from the Brooklyn Nets to Phoenix after the anti-Semite Kyrie Irving was sent to the Dallas Mavericks and the Jewish owner Mark Cuban the day before. Who cares here at WABC? We're not ESPN. We're not WFAN. Four minutes of freaking sports. I apologize to all of our listeners here because... Look, we have some people here, New Jacks, they have no idea how to stay number one. You know, they think it's a sports station. We're not a sports station. When sports is the news, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, well, guess what? We have some good news for all of you. We have returned to live and local talk radio. Our Cracker Jack engineering crew has figured out how to connect with all of you. Which is something I love to do because I never interview guests, yours truly, Curtis Lee. I talk to you, the listeners. That's what makes talk radio so great. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. 
So before we go to the calls, let's talk about the aftermath of what transpired when uh, Joe Biden gave the State of the Union address. And let me tell you something. He created a trap, and the Republicans right went right for the trap in the face of, well, I guess before we even get to that, I've got a sort of promo for you, if you don't mind, uh, what will be the big story coming up in the 12 o'clock hour, the hour I normally do from 12 to 1. And it had to do with Sid Rosenberg with everything going mishigash in the city yesterday and every day preceding that. We have a fire department in free fall. All the top echelon are retiring uh, with a uh, fire commissioner who we now learn was appointed uh, by uh, Michelle Obama. Yeah, Michelle Obama calls up on the phone and says, brand new mayor, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. I want you to appoint Kavanaugh as the fire commissioner, even though she never put out a fire, even though she had no experience. We'll get to that later on. Then we have the uh, Department of Homeless Services in free fall. We're being given bills as taxpayers every day to house the illegals. It's now four and a half billion growing by the moment. Uh, and we have NYCHA with no chairman who has fled back to Minneapolis where there's no heat, no hot water, no, no gas uh, in a lot of the facilities. But who had the time to sit down with our own Sid uh, Rosenberg last night? Eric, we discussed a variety of topics. When I say variety, I mean everything from Real Housewives of New York <laughs> to Laura Kavanaugh, the FDNY commissioner. How's the mayor's knowledge on Real Housewives not of bad. New York? Not, not bad. Really? Well, he knows more about New Jersey than New York. Of course. And Andrew Giuliani missed his cue right there, showing he's still a new jack. The cue was, well, of course he knows more about Real Housewives of New Jersey he lives in New Jersey in Fort Lee, apartment 22H. He lives with his beard there, Tracy. And underneath, uh, a woman who used to be his girlfriend uh, bought a condo. Come on, everybody knows that. But anyway, let's get to the nitty-gritty because she could have been one of the real housewives of New Jersey if she didn't live in uh, Georgia. She has stolen the thunder of the Republican Party because of her consistent, nonstop, 24-7, bizarre, weird, nutjob, screwball behavior. You know who I'm talking about? Because she dominated the uh, discussion in the aftermath of the presidential address, the State of the Union address of 80 Minutes, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Let me just say, here is the new face of the Republican Party. She's competing with George Santos. That's why the Democrats got over like fat rats. And, yeah, we'll talk about the fact that we have no rats uh, later on in the 12 o'clock hour, the, the very position that I, uh, uh, I volunteered uh, my efforts for in this city. But, anyway, Marjorie Taylor Greene and George Santos are the face of the Republican Party nationally. And it's a double uh, disgraziata, a double shanda. Here's a woman who claimed that a wildfire in California was started by a laser beam from space and controlled by a prominent Jewish banking family with connections to powerful Democrats. Maybe uh, she'll be on the Joe Rogan show and they can discuss their anti-Semitic beliefs coming up. She's the one who said Bill and Hillary Clinton had uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. killed because he was a political rival. 
And she is the 9-11 denier who said a plane probably didn't crash into the Pentagon on September 11, 2001, when Osama bin Laden and al-Qaeda and their supporters declared war on America. And we can go on and on and on. And when you saw her dressed for the State of the Union uh, address, she could have been any one of the real housewives of New Jersey. But here was the opportunity that Joe Biden, the president, seized on in the 80 minutes. And that was the give and take with the Republicans who just didn't like what he was saying. So my many some of my Republican friends want to take the economy hostage. I get it. Unless I agree to their economic plans. All of you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you anybody who doubts it. Contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion. You know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant. But it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks. Now, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, spoke for 80 minutes, and there were many lies. There's no doubt about it. But as Marjorie Taylor emerged as the face of the Republican Party with that scowl on her face, wearing that Jersey housewives garb uh, from that Bravo production, you say to yourself, my God, I bet you they plan this because they spent days at Camp David in the uh, mountains of uh, Maryland, preparing his 80-minute presentation. And let's go back. Remember, the uh, thought process, the discussion the day before was he'll never make it through the State of the Union address. He'll be stumbling and bumbling, fumbling. He might not even make it to the podium. He may fall down, leaving the podium. But, hey, he brought his A game. His A game may have been diminished. There's no doubt about it. But he... He suckered the Republicans into that, absolutely. And instead of the Republicans being able to seize on that afterwards, they were tarnished by the actions of Marjorie Taylor Greene, who stole the show, and George Santos. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. In fact, Kevin McCarthy, the brand-new Speaker of the House, by the barest of minimum, three, and that's why they keep holding on to this uh, this clown, George Santos, who uh, who is a real stain on the Republican Party. Even the House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, admitted that Republicans took the bait and let Biden turn the State of the Union heckling into political gold. And it was political gold. Let me explain to all of you, because all you get on WABC and Talk TV is parroting. It was a horrible speech. It was filled with lies, more lies, lies, lies. Uh, How many people out there actually think that politicians in either party tell the truth? 
Are there people out there who believe that Donald Trump tells the truth or that Republicans tell the truth and that they never lie, they never fib for personal benefit or party benefit or they don't embellish the facts so they don't put shade on the face? There's no doubt about it. In the 80 minutes, and first of all, nobody expected Joe Biden to make it through 80 minutes. That's one of the longest State of the Union addresses I've ever listened to. But he didn't miss a beat. And he kept prodding the Republicans. He wanted that response from them. He wanted the parliamentary response that you get in the House of Commons, which I don't have a problem with. I like the House of Commons. Many of you like the House of Commons when whoever is the prime minister must stand before the members of the House and Commons and do battle with the leader of the opposition party. And then the members will chime in, you know, either by clapping or booing or hissing or whatever. It's great theater. But it's not something we're used to. And all of a sudden, a cascade of boos and you just, the cameras all just focus on Marjorie Taylor Green. What a screwball. What a nut job. And she's talking about being the vice president running mate of Donald Trump, who was the only announced candidate in either party to say that he is running uh, for the presidency in 2024. So the response, instead of all the attention that was given to Marjorie uh, Taylor Greene and George Santos, who decided that he would showboat by hanging out on the railing, which, if you remember, years and years ago, there was uh, one nebbishy, schlubby picture of a congressman, Elliot Engel, always talk like he had constipation, who would wait days in advance. He wanted to hang on the rail to be the very first person in the video after the sergeant in arms announced uh, to everyone uh, in the chambers of the um, House of Representatives the president of the United States, right? And then it'd be Elliot Engel. He'd be glad-handing the president, whether it was Republican or Democrat, and getting FaceTime. And that was the only thing he was ever known for because he was a nebbishy schmendrick. Uh, he got ousted by Democrat Socialists of America. But the point being is that George Santos tried to pimp that ride. And he hung out on the railing, and he was hoping that a dulcet uh, Joe Biden a Joe Biden who could not connect the dots would actually end up shaking his hand. And maybe on a normal day that would have been the case. But he brought his A game. He he was warned. George Santos is out there and he's going to try to you know, shake your hand. And he leaned over the railing and the president dissed him and dismissed him, the right thing to do. And Mitt Romney confronted him, which was the right thing to do, and say, hey, man, you're a sick puppy. Why don't you go in the back row there? You're, you're like, uh, you're... You become the face, the symbol of the Republican Party. You talk about lying. This guy can't tell the truth morning, noon, and night. Why do you think that so many people who vote, even those who who take the responsibility to vote on a regular basis, not all those who don't want to vote or just think that all politicians are crooks, corrupt, and lie, will tell you, oh, yeah, well, our party lies, but, you know, it's for the benefit of the country. It's in the best interest of everybody. Uh, I'd rather support our liars than their liars. Is there anybody out there? I, I'm like Diogenes here. Is there anybody who believes that if Diogenes went through the House of Representatives that had all of our elected officials, both in the House and the U.S. Senate, 
and had that lantern as he did in the streets of Athens late at night when he said, I'm looking for one honest man. Obviously, you would have to uh, change that to one honest man, one honest woman, one honest non-binary or maybe 72 different uh, gender identifications. Oh, my God, the poor, poor Diogenes would have collapsed from all of that. Any of you who really think that any of them are honest, that they don't lie, and they're not there to get wine-dined in pocket line, I'm sure there are a few. I don't want to cast them uh, all as going into the House and the Senate and then leaving as millionaires because they get insider trading information. How is it they get elected to office and they leave richer? than when they were running for office, I mean, these are simple questions for both Democrats and Republicans. Understand that when all of you scream that Joe Biden was lying, and he was in many instances, he was. The American public expects that of its elected officials. When we come back, this is the manic depressive Donald Trump. Great response on his social network platforming and then horrible attack against Ron DeSantis. I mean, horrible attack. Again, the typical manic depressive Donald Trump. Just when you say, bravo, great. You then say, I feel soiled after what I've just seen. I want to take a hot shower. I'd like to be able to... Anyway. I'm... My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. My mind's going blank now. What are you talking about? got to tell you, as much as we've seen President Joe Biden, his mind go blank. He brought his A-game. He was sharp. He lured the Republicans into his trap. And even Kevin McCarthy had to admit he got over on us. He got over on us because of the likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, you know... uh, you know, they just put, uh, remember Ron Jeremy, the porn star, was from Forest Hills. They put him in an asylum, a mental hospital. I mean, I'm looking at a Marjorie Taylor Greene and George Santos, and I would commit to both of them. I mean, these are nut jobs. They're screwballs, and they become the face of the Republican Party. So it distracts from Joe Biden and the squad. Because the squad, if you notice, they were all sitting there trading their anti-Semitic trading cards and uh, <laughs> observing the show, as so many of us were. Although 11 million less viewers uh, for the uh, State of the Union address, to be expected, Americans are tired of Joe Biden, they're tired of Donald Trump. They want out with the old, in with the new. But, hey, these old codgers are going to hold on. They want to, they want, it's like, it's like, remember that movie, Maybe one of the worst movies of all time where uh, you had Stallone, who was great in Rocky, convinced De Niro from Raging Bull, maybe the greatest movie of all time, to do another movie where both of them were in the ring, and it was absolutely horrid. One of the worst movies of all time. Same thing here. Do we really want a rerun of 2020? I don't think anybody in the country does, but... There was a moment of brilliance yesterday on his own social networking platform when the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, responded to uh, Joe Biden. Here's the real State of the Union. 
Over the past two years under Biden, millions and millions of illegal aliens from 160 different countries have stormed across our southern border. Drug cartels are now raking in billions of dollars from smuggling poison to kill our people and to kill our children. Savage killers, rapists, and violent criminals are being released from jail to continue their crime wave. And under Biden, the murder rate has reached the highest in the history of our country. Biden and the radical Democrats have wasted trillions of dollars and caused the worst inflation in half a century. Real wages are down 21 months in a row. Gas prices have soared and are now going up much higher than even before. And the typical American family is paying $2,200 in increased energy and food costs each year. Joe Biden's weaponized Justice Department, and I'm a victim of it, is persecuting his political opponents. His administration is waging war on free speech. They're trying to indoctrinate and mutilate our children. He's leading us to the brink of World War III. And on top of all of that, he's the most corrupt president in American history, and it's not even close. But the good news is we are going to reverse every single crisis, calamity, and disaster that Joe Biden has created. I am running for president to end the destruction of our country and to complete the unfinished business of making America great again. We will make our country better than ever before. And we will always put America first. Thank you. And see, that was Donald Trump the good. Now, this is coming from me. I'm a rhino. I'm a never-Trumper. I was probably the first to be cast as such. Before the election of 2016, I didn't vote for Hillary. I didn't vote for Trump. Actually, I voted for myself. Uh, I was not at all happy with either choice. But clearly at that point, I remember I was being called a rhino. I said, eh, I don't mind being a rhinoceros. Uh, that's a tough animal in the jungle. Uh, and a never-Trumper. I'm not. I don't support Donald Trump. For the very reason that just after giving such an excellent rebuttal, short, sweet, to the point, and then see on his same social networking platform, ripping up Governor DeSantis, who's done such a great job in Florida. In fact, that's where so many of you are fleeing. The greatest exodus from our area is now continuing to take place from Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, eastern Pennsylvania to Florida. In fact, for the first time in 46 years, it is the primary destination of all Americans if they're leaving the state where they were living. And that's because of the great job he's done. It's DeSantis land. It's freedom land. But I'm looking after that great response to Joe Biden's State of the Union address. Short, sweet, to the point, truncated. As good as it gets. And all of a sudden, he's posting Ron DeSantis teacher photos with a grooming slur, suggesting that when he was a teacher at a private high school in uh, Georgia, Ron DeSantis was a perv partying with uh, high school girls and uh, grooming them, basically without saying it, implying that he's a pedophile. And he ramped up uh, his attacks on his Republican rival, and you say to yourself, come on. That's why no matter how good Trump gets, and he can be really good, and this is coming from an ever-Trumper, I am a a rhino, one of the first, I guess, uh, who was baptized a rhino, 
I tell you, I don't, I don't run. I don't run from it like a lot of Republicans. Uh, he can be brilliant, and then he can be so totally awful. It's his sandbox, and he doesn't want anybody else in the sandbox. He wants to be able to say, "You're going to play in my baseball park with my bat, my ball, my rules, and my umpire," and that's not the American way. And then. An excellent response. Unfortunately, it was far too late. Uh, all the uh, pageantry, the ceremony, the attention span of Americans who uh, decided to watch the State of the Union address, they had a chance to see the response, which is the pro forma routine, whoever the president is, the opposite party can pick somebody. Sometimes they've been miserable failures. Uh, Tim Scott, last year from South Carolina, who may be a presidential uh, primary opponent of Donald Trump, uh, did very well. And then Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the new governor of the state of Arkansas. You know her dad used to be the gov, uh, former press uh, spokesperson uh, for Donald Trump. I think knocked it out of the park. Cut 21, go. I'll be the first to admit President Biden and I don't have a lot in common. I'm for freedom. He's for government control. At 40, I'm the youngest governor in the country. And at 80, he's the oldest president in American history. I'm the first woman to lead my state. And he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. In the radical left's America, Washington taxes you and lights your hard-earned money on fire. But you get crushed with high gas prices, empty grocery shelves, and our children are taught to hate one another on account of their race, but not to love one another or our great country. Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. Brilliant. The choice is between normal and crazy, and she really defined it as also a, a battle of the new generation coming in and asserting its leadership abilities over uh, the baby boomers, of which I am. And I think that although her focus was Joe Biden at the age of 80 being the oldest president ever to hold the office, you could have said the same thing about Donald Trump, who's 76, who, if he gets elected, I think would be uh, inaugurated at the age of 78. So she, in many uh, ways, even though I don't uh, agree with everything she believes in politically, was basically setting the table. It's a new table setting. Out with the old, in with the new, give a new generation an opportunity at leadership because we're tired of the same old, same old, same old. And the same old, same old, I don't think people want to see a renewal of the battle of 2020 between two guys who just ought to enjoy retirement. Former President Donald Trump in Mar-a-Lago and obviously Joe Biden in his basement, uh, Right along uh, that Delaware shore. Let's be done with them. Open up the primary process. And maybe in the future, Sarah Huckabee Sanders may be one of those candidates. Certainly her presentation 
in the aftermath of the State of the Union address uh, was excellent. But to be honest with you, I got to tell you, the rest of the nation, not the political cognoscente who would have focused on that. All they came out of it was Joe Biden spoke for 80 minutes. If you were a Republican, he lied. If you were a Democrat, you said, he's alive. He's alive. <laughs> we thought he might be Fetterman and incapable of uh, running for president. And then we were stuck with the images of Marjorie Taylor Greene screaming, shouting like one of the Jersey housewives on that Bravo show. And George, the perv Santos, what a double disgrazia, what a double shanda. Man, it's time for them to go. If that's the face of the Republican Party, understand this. And it's difficult enough for Republicans to run because the majority of the voters are Democrats and increasingly independents. If you're running against a Republican, you don't have to run against that man or that woman. All you got to do is superimpose the picture of either Marjorie Taylor Greene on them or George Santos. And then that Republican has to constantly be asked questions about Marjorie Taylor Greene or George Santos. How unfair. How unfair that that has become the face, unfortunately, of the Republican Party. In 2023. Well, glory, Haliaski, hallelujah, ladies and gentlemen. I made enough of a stink that people around here at WABC scraped the barnacles off their backside, got their rearing gear, realizing finally that this thing of ours is live talk radio, not podcasts, not promos, not anything else. Without this thing of ours that is so important to all of you, the interaction that you get with the host or hostesses here, it would be like listening to NPR, right? Ugh, boring. Or some of our competitors. Oh, very boring. And uh, to our Cracker Jack engineer, he has uh, reconnected us to all of you. Yes, uh, sorry for the phone lines being down, but uh, apparently he has uh, run out to our tower in Lodi right next to Bada Bing. The strip uh, parlor, yeah, 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 they're right there. And Dan, uh, Dan, our head engineer, climbed that tower. And uh, reconfigurated uh, the uh, oscillator with the discronificator. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, raise the roof. We've got our phones back. Yeah, Diego, I know you're too busy uh, playing video games. Macedonia, Phil, too busy uh, uh, placing action on the uh, Super Bowl on Sunday. And Lou wondering, what the hell is he stuck here with me for three hours today instead of the normal from 12 to 1? And you know I'm going to be relating to you. Guess who came to dinner last night with Sid Rosenberg and the mayor? The city's falling all apart, but the mayor has time to sit with our own Sid Rosenberg. Well, Sid's going to be a little jealous because he's hanging out more with the convicted felon for political corruption, former state senator Malcolm Smith who's done time for federal charges of political corruption. So imagine this. It's like uh, <laughs> the three amigos. 
You got Eric Adams, Swagger Man with no plan. You got Sid Rosenberg, and you have just released from federal prison, Malcolm Smith. You don't want to miss it in the 12 o'clock hour, but let's actually go to the phones. 1-800-848-9222 to George, who's calling from New York. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, George. Hi there. Uh, 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 Curtis, uh, how are you doing? Uh, Excuse me, excuse (laughs) me. Uh, Diego, Diego, what are you giving me? I want prime cuts here. I'm coming to the butcher. You're giving me chopped meat here. You're giving me liverwurst, right? I'm asking for prime meat, right? I'm not asking for filet mignon, but people who can actually talk. You, you, you think you can get your head out of that video game? Oh, no, no, my. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Let's go to Lamar in downtown. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Lamar. Mr. Sliwa, I don't know what personal animus exists between personal animus exists between yourself and Donald John Trump, but I would like you to recall the old adage, the old saw about cutting off one's nose to spite one's own face. Donald John Trump, as you know, is the only man in the political horizon of this country capable of putting to a halt the conspicuous and downward spiral of this nation. We have in the White House today a man who has the blood of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Americans, most of them young people, our nation's most precious commodity on his hands because of his refusal to defend our southern frontier. Donald John Trump is the only man capable of restoring this country to greatness, and we know that's true because he's the only man who's ever done it. So please, Mr. Sweetwater. Excuse me, it's the only man who's ever done it. You mean out of all the presidents we've ever had, going back to Washington and Lincoln, he's the only man, Lamar? With the caveat, yes, in our lifetime. Oh, in our lifetime, okay. Uh, Ronald uh, Ronald Reagan didn't do it, Lamar? Uh, Mr. Sula, the very idea that all of the alphabet law enforcement and intelligence agencies would align against this man, that even members of his own party would do so, tells us without uh, any but, but let's, uh, Lamar, Lamar, let's just let's let's look at the here and now, uh, Lamar. Yesterday, after giving a excellent response, truncated, short, sweet, to the point, to uh, President's State of the Union address that went far too long, eighty minutes. He then ruined it by attacking DeSantis and suggesting that he's a pedophile and that he was grooming high school students that he was teaching. Come on, Lamar. Come on. Uh, Mr. Sliwell, all I can say is this. I didn't hear any of that uh, vocabulary or verbiage uh, coming out of Donald Trump concerning the governor of Florida. Uh, Of course, you only want to see or hear what you want to hear and see. Donald Trump can do no wrong. Somehow the country will survive without Donald Trump. Somehow the country survived without Ronald Reagan. Somehow the country survived without George Washington, without Abe Lincoln. Oh, by the way, Donald Trump, when he was uh, selling his uh, trading cards, his announcement, uh, you know, that announcement that we all were waiting with bated breath uh, a few weeks ago, said that he was a greater president than George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, right. Out Trump, out Biden, out with the old, in with the new. Let's go to Ray in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Ray. Hello, Curtis. How are you? Good job you're doing there. Uh, last night I was watching PBS NewsHour with Judy Woodworth, and Joe Biden was deflated. 
confused and the typical knucklehead that we all know. Last night at 7 o'clock, he was, had an interview. A lot of stinging questions, too, on, against him. So, so now, question, I mean, uh, question. So, Judy Woodward of PBS NewsHour, because I think that's the interview you're referring to. Correct. Uh, trumped, uh, and it's having nothing to do with Donald Trump, but trumped his appearance before the world, really, the State of the Union address. You think more people are going to remember the Judy Woodruff interview on PBS NewsHour or his State of the Union address? No. What I'm saying is whatever they had our deflator-in-chief on the State of the Union, he was jacked up on some energy drink. But the night next night, he was... Oh, 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 hold on a second, Ray. Hold on. Jacked up on some energy drink. He spoke for 80 minutes. We were told the day before I was listening here. See, I'm one of the few people who works here who actually listens to the programs. It might be helpful where many of my colleagues here were saying he'll never make it through the State of the Union address. He'll stumble. He'll fumble. He'll be lucky to make it to the podium, make it off the podium. He exceeded expectations. So now you're saying he was drugged up, Ray? I'd say he might have had a whole of uh, energy drinks, you know. He was, hey, he's like, give him credit. He stood up there for 80 minutes and, and, and didn't bumble. But No, I mean, no, but he, 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 he like a great thesmian because that's what all politicians are, Ray, Democrats and Republicans. So is Donald Trump. So is anybody else who wants to be president. First and foremost, they are actors and actresses. He practiced his lines at Camp David, spent a few days doing that in the hills of Maryland, and he knew that he could sucker the Republicans in to a response, a vocal response. And I understand they were saying he's lying, he's lying. Of course he was lying. (laughs) Tell me politicians who don't lie. They lie for the benefit of their party. He primed the pump that so many Democrats have before that Republicans are going to take away Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. Like, this is the first time we're hearing that? But then, in their response, they overshadowed Joe Biden and what he was saying, and they became the story. Marjorie Taylor Greene became the story, the face of the Republican Party. Come on. That's who facha brut. Kevin McCarthy had to acknowledge as Speaker of the House. Biden suckered us in. No doubt about it. Let's go to Vinny, who's calling all the way from T.O. Toronto. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Vinny. Told you, I heard you in the afternoon. I tried to call you on Sunday night. The guy left me for an hour and a half, and then I gave up. You wanted to know where the Ukrainians are. They're in Toronto because we have the most uh, high population of Ukrainians, so they're all coming here. Well, that's good, because remember, they are entitled to asylum and refugee. And let me say one thing about Poland, because oftentimes Poland gets lost in discussions about the great allies that we have. Poland is our best friend in all of Europe. A better friend than Germany, England, and France combined. They have taken in one and a half million Ukrainian refugees. That's enormous for a country the size of Poland. The fact that Canada is taking in Ukrainian refugees, fabulous. I'm sure we are here in the United States, but we never hear about it. We never hear about it. We hear about all the illegals flooding in across the border. Uh, who uh, do not have to have sponsors, 
from what I understand, those Ukrainians who come to America, who legitimately are asylum seekers, wartime refugees, they have to have sponsors. I'm just asking myself, why is there apparently a differential? Well, I know what the differential is. Catholic Charities pretends that it will accept everybody. It will pay for everybody with our tax dollars. It's federal tax dollars that Catholic Charities gets to bring in illegal aliens. But the ones coming across the border from Mexico to Texas are predominantly Catholic, including Haitians. So you got the Central Americans, you got the South Americans, you got the Mexicans, you got the Dominicans, you got the Haitians. They are predominantly Catholic, so that's going to be good for the Catholic Church because they have a dwindling number of parishioners, and it's going to put people in the churches who will end up contributing, and so you won't have to close the churches, the parishes, and the parochial schools. So it's all to help the Catholic Church. Now let's look at the Ukrainians who are wartime refugees, the majority of which are Orthodox Christian. Either uh, they're attached to the Russian Orthodox Church or the Greek Orthodox Church. And then the minority of the refugees are Jews. Very few, if any, are Catholic. So all of a sudden, you don't hear Catholic Charities talking about the Ukrainians. I would think that we would showcase where all the Ukrainians have come into New York and New Jersey. I'm sure some have. But how come every day it's the illegal aliens? It's the illegal aliens coming across the border from Mexico into Texas, and then due to the generosity of Catholic charities with our tax dollars, putting them on the Greyhound, and then the generosity of our mayor, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, now wanting $4 billion, and that number is going to begin to rise dramatically because of his uh, accounting, a dollar for you, a dollar for me and my cronies. They have just leased out the entire Holiday Inn on Wall Street. 500 rooms, $190 a night only for the illegal aliens. And in another year, it will have accumulated to $10.5 billion. $10.5 billion. And you know who owns the Holiday Inn, the tallest Holiday Inn, where if you get rooms at the top, you can actually see the Statue of Liberty in Ellis Island. A red Chinese guy who's friends with Emperor for Life Xi who was just in bankruptcy court, and he would have lost the hotel. He would have lost it, and instead the federal judge turned to him and said, why don't you go to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, and no doubt he needs hotel space. He'll lease it without any negotiation. We got ripped off, and the money's going into the pockets of an enemy of ours, the red Chinese businessman who owns that Holiday Inn and unfortunately, you sucker taxpayers are going to be paying for in New York City to keep the illegal aliens in there at $190 a night.
You know, with the Super Bowl on Sunday, I remember being in the stands and watching Tom Petty and his group perform on stage. It was really magnificent. And I really miss Tom Petty and his group. They came out of Florida. Unfortunately, he died of a fentanyl overdose like so many Americans are. He had the fentanyl patches because of pains. Prince died of a fentanyl overdose up in uh, outside of Minneapolis. And obviously, the one thing that neither the Democrats or Republicans seem to have a handle on is controlling controlling the flow of fentanyl into our borders. Because it's not just across the borders. If it was that easy, sure, you could put a lock on it, a slam uh, dunk on it. But you got to understand, there are ships every day that come into the port of New York. I see them in the Straits of the Verrazano. They come through the Kilvan Cull, the Arthur Kill, to uh, Port of Newark, Elizabeth. That's just one of many ports. Uh, most from Red China, they're stacked with cargo containers. There is just no way you can search uh, the majority of those cargo containers, maybe one out of every 50. And that's how they hide a lot of the fentanyl coming in. So it's not just across the border from Mexico. It's not just with the illegals. It's uh, directly from Red Chinese in the belly of their ships, laden with products that we're buying. And that's the other way that fentanyl's coming in. Stay tuned to the Rip and Read.